0: He's a lad, give it up for for Matthew Matthew Hennegan! Thank you. Can we make some noise for Lou and Aaron baby? Nations Youth, how are you doing tonight? Hold up. I'm going to ask this section over here. Nations Youth, how are you doing tonight? I reckon this side's probably a bit better. Nations Youth, how you going tonight? Oh, this guy's going good. What about in the middle here? Nations Youth, how are you going tonight? Turn to your neighbor, say, get ready. Turn to your other neighbor, say, are you ready? Y'all can grab your seat, grab your seat. So good. Hey. If I've never met you before, my name is Matt. I'm the youth pastor here at Nations Youth, and it's my absolute privilege to welcome you. If this is your first time, actually, give me a wave if it's your first time in Nations Youth. Nice and nice. Let's make some noise for all the new people right now. So good. You know, at Nations Youth, we're not just a youth program, we're a youth family, amen? And so, welcome to family. You want to turn your neighbor and say, welcome to family. You know what? Every single week here at Nation's Youth, what we do is like Lou was saying before, we have like a part of the night called The Word. Everyone say, The Word. word. Say it with a deep voice, The Word. word. Like your Batman, The Word. (laughs) Say it like yours from the Spice Girls in the 90s, The Word. word. Does anyone know the Spice Girls? Who who here's favorite Spice Girl was Sporty Spice? (laughs) No, okay. (laughs) Who like Baby Spice? Who like Posh Spice? Scary Spice? What's the last Spice? Old Spice. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. You know, funny story, right? I remember when I was in youth ministry as a leader, there was this one night, we did a Spice Girls remix. Instead of of the Spice Girls, it was the Spice male youth leaders. And I was Sporty Spice. And so that's why me and Sporty, we go way back. But um, I don't know where I was going with that story, but... There you go, I was once once dressed as a girl. Anyone else done that? Fantastic. What's up, Stu? Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Just name and shame. Hey, um, I want to tell you guys a story. Tony your say, tell a story. story. (laughs) Has anyone ever been to Cottesloe Beach before? Who here loves Cottesloe Beach? Make some noise if Cottesloe Beach is your favorite beach in WA right now. Come on. (laughs) Make some noise if you like Scarborough. Yell out your favorite beach. One, two, three. Oh, I love that one. It's the best. You know, I've got some fond memories of Cottesloe Beach, but it, it grieves me to say I also had some memories that loathe my soul. One of those memories happened last Wednesday. Everyone say, what happened last Wednesday? I'll tell you what happened last Wednesday. See, it was my friend Anton's birthday. Anyone know Anton? Flipping Hercules. He's like 23, but he's actually 15. He's a crazy guy. It was his birthday on Wednesday. And so me and Anton were hanging out. We went bowling. We had some fish and chips. And we're like, you know what? Heck, let's go to Cottesloe Beach. So we're on our way to Cottesloe Beach. Everyone say, what happened at Cottesloe Beach? (laughs) I thank you for asking. I'll tell you what happened. And so we were at Cottesloe Beach and we were kicking the footy. Anyone love to play footy? Let's go. Anyone actually play AFL football? What? Actually, I can't see your face, and so I just believe that in faith that you play AFL, whoever you are, mystery person. <laughs> Who here goes for the Frio Dockers? Are you go- <laughs> Who here goes for West Coast? Who here goes for Geelong? That's one person. <laughs> yeah. Who here goes for the Melbourne Demons? That's a satanic team. Just want to put it out there. No, I'm just playing. Anyway, we, we were playing footy, we were kicking the ball backwards and forwards, and it got to the point of the night where we we're about to have dinner, and I was in my head, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have one last kick. You know it's about to go bad when you decide to yourself, I'm going to have just one more. It's like when you're sitting at home, and you've got your packet of Tim Tams, and you're like, I'll just have one more Tim Tam. Or maybe, you know, you're, you're, you're watching Netflix, and then you're like, I'll just watch one more episode to Suits. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's about just having one more or something. And so I was there, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do one last kick. And so I got it, I lined it up, everything's in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going nearly 50 metres. <laughs> give give or take 10. 20 maybe, yeah, just be curious. And it's a perfect spiral. It's flying through the sky. I'm like, God, your blessing is on that ball. That is an amazing kick. But then the worst thing happened. Out of nowhere, a tree got in the way of the perfect kick. And the kick did not finish, but the ball was caught in a tree. Has anyone ever had a ball caught in a tree before? Turn to your neighbor and say, caught in a tree. tree. You know, tonight my message for you tonight, Nations Youth, is simply this, caught in a tree (laughs) shake the tree has anyone ever got anything caught in a tree before has anyone ever got your phone caught in a tree before what were you thinking putting your phone into a tree has anyone got a ball caught in a tree before man see every time something gets caught in the tree for me that's not the end it's just the beginning of the challenge And so what me and Anton decided, we were like, you know what, tree, you're not going to get the better of us. We are going to get this ball out of the tree. Has anyone decided that you're going to get something out of a tree when it's in there? Put your hand up if you just give up and you're like, you know, I'm out, I'm done. Put your hand up if you're like, stuff it, I'm doing it no matter what it takes. You are my people. Give yourselves a round of applause. You guys are (laughs) champions. And so we were like, all right, let's get this ball out of the tree. And so what we did is with us, we had these water bottles. In fact, it looked very similar to this. And so I got my water bottle and we're just lobbing it up and lobbing it up and lobbing it up. And then out of nowhere, it goes up. Bro, that's a good throw. That's like, yeah, 50 meters at least on that one. But then like three minutes go by and it doesn't even come. Okay, okay, no worries. We'll get another water bottle. Two water bottles now. Throwing it. Another amazing throw. Just fantastic. That's so weird. Two haven't come down. Third water bottle caught in the tree. We're out of water bottles now. Now you might think, hey, it's probably time to pack it in, give it up. It's getting late. You've got a meeting to run at 7.30. Yeah, I hear you. Forget about that. We got a ball that's stuck in a tree. And I don't know about you, but when something is caught in a tree, not on my watch, baby stuff that that ball is coming down if you know what i'm saying and so i called lavinia i was like lavinia postponed the meeting <laughs> and i decided to go and we got fish and chips and we you know when you're like you're scraping because you've got nothing left to throw you're like I-, I got a wallet some car keys a phone we had a lemon from our fish and chips that we decided to throw we're throwing this lemon now into this tree and the lemon gets split in half and we're like awesome we've now got two shots Five minutes later, both halves of the lemon are sucked into this tree. This is a demon tree. Seriously, I understand why Jesus cursed the fig tree. Because some trees just have a vengeance against humanity. I don't know what it is, but this was one of the In fact, do we have the photo of the footy? I just want to show you guys what I was dealing with. That's the football. Can we zoom out a little bit? Do, do the other photo. That was where it was. Now... Myself and Anton, you might be like, you know what, Matt, it's, it's coming to 7 o'clock. You should really be at that meeting that you've organized with all those other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shh. There's a ball caught in a tree. And heck no, is it going to stay in that tree if it's up to me. And so what we decided to do is a last resort option. Everyone say last resort. Last resort. We decided to go and get a stick long enough to joust it out of the tree. Now... Disclaimer, I'm, I'm not necessarily proud of what happened next. I would not recommend you to do it either. But without going into too much detail, we managed to find an amazing stick. It, it, it was at least three, maybe four meters long. It, it was like, wow, God, you have provided the stick of all sticks. You're the Lord of Lords and the provider of stick of sticks. You're amazing. The only issue with this stick was it was perfectly attached to a healthy tree. And so you got one of two options. You, you either throw in the towel, pack it up, get to your meeting on time, or you take a stand. And you say, you know what? It doesn't matter what comes against me. I'm getting this ball. It's caught in a tree, but I'm going to get it out of this tree tonight. No matter what, I'm going to go to my grave until this ball is out of the tree. And so, you know, one thing led to another. And before you knew it, the, 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 the stick in the tree had a divorce. They, they separated and he stayed with dad, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so now we fast forward, there's Anton, there's me. We have this stick and we're just trying to launch it long enough. The issue is the, tr- the, the stick isn't long enough to hit the footy. And so, okay, what do we do? I'll get on your shoulders, Anton. So there I am sitting on his shoulders with this stick, literally trying to joust it into the street. People are driving by in the middle of Cottesloe. like, what the hell are you monkeys doing? Stabbing this tree with a stick. The issue was it still wasn't long enough. There's only one option left. There's me. There's Anton. These are Anton's shoulders. And here I am just trying to stab this footy out of this tree. It's like it's, it's getting close to 7 p.m. now. We really need to go. Last thing to do, it doesn't reach. We're just going to have to javelin it into the tree. Now, now the great thing about a stick, right, is the chance of a stick getting caught in a tree is very minimal because a stick is long, it's thin, it's narrow, everything else was wide, it can get caught in branches, but a stick just straight up, straight down, the the chance is like one in a thousand of it getting caught up there. You know, if I was a tree, I would enter the lottery because that one in a thousand chance worked out in the tree's favor that night. There we were javelining this stick into this tree and the freaking tree ate our stick. It's like, heck no, I've got some new parents. I'm going back to be with mom. Like, what are you doing, stick? And so we're done. It's like 7.04. I'm like, man, I got to go. We get back to our car. Heads hung in defeat. Have you ever walked away from a battle before and you're like, you're just defeated inside? You know, it's like you walk away from that math test and you're like, man, I failed that. You walk away from that conversation with that person like, man, that, that didn't go too well. That was our emotional state on Wednesday night. But you know what? In the midst of your trouble and your despair, God always provides something for you. We got to my car and there were two more water bottles. Just in the back seat of the car. And I was looking at the time, I looked at Anton I was like, what's it going to be, man? Are we going to follow Jesus or are we going to run this meeting? Are we, are we going to get this footy out or are we just going to get to where we need to go? And so we did the only logical thing. We filled up the water bottles and I, just, I have a praise report for you guys right now. In the course of two minutes, not only did the footy, but all three water bottles and the stick and another ball that we threw came out of that tree because we decided to throw it. The footy is in my car, I will, I will show you. You can take photos of me and the footy straight after the service. I'll be in the foyer for you to see. You probably don't want that photo. Anyway, I'm going to switch gears because like, it's been a bit, of a bit of a random story, I know. But when I thought about it, this, this tree and this footy, if we really think about it, it kind of represents all of us. That whether we like it, we know it, or we believe it or not, all of us are caught in a tree. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you caught? See... No matter what you are, no matter what you've done, who you are, where you've come from, every single person in this world is caught in a tree. And I'm not talking about a natural tree at Cottesloe Beach that's demon-possessed. I'm talking about something that's called sin. Everyone turn to your neighbor and say, sin. sin. See, the Bible says in Romans 3, verse number 23, if we can put that scripture up on the screen, it says this, for all, everyone say, all. Oh. Oh. Say it with a word of meaning, say, oh. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. See, it doesn't matter how good you think you've been or how bad you think you've been. From the best of us to the worst of us, all of us are on the same boat that we've all done something wrong before. I'll be the first to put up my hand and say, I've sinned, I've missed the mark, I've messed up. Most of us are aware of the things we've done wrong. It's the stuff that keeps you up at the night. It's the thing that gives you shame. It's the thing you wish you never did. It's the thing you keep secret from your parents. It's the stuff you're struggling with. And the Bible says that all of us... I caught in a tree called sin. But the thing about being caught in a tree is you need someone outside of the tree to get you out. See, my, my football, no matter how much willpower it had, no matter how determined it was, it was not able to get itself out of that tree. It needed someone that was willing to do whatever it took to get them out of that tree. And that's exactly what God did for you and for me that we were caught in a tree called sin. But the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You know, my AFL football right now is so valuable to me. Why? Because it cost me so much to get it. You know, if you go to JB Hi-Fi right now and you buy a TV for $4,000, Ultra HD, 4K, OLED, Netflix installed on it with a 12 month subscription, let's go, suits all day, every day. If you get that TV and you pay that much money, that TV has great value, right? Right? The reason it has such great value is because such a high price was paid for that TV. And I want to tell every single young person in this room tonight, I don't know who you are, where you've come from, what your dad said about you, what your home life is like. But it doesn't matter what people have said about you. I'm here to tell you tonight that you have value, that you are loved, you are important, and there is a reason you are in this room tonight. And as it is for that TV, paying such a high price, determined it to be so valuable. There was a price that was paid for you and I to get out of that tree. And it wasn't anything cheap. You know, the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 2, if we could put that scripture up on the screen. Verse number 4, I believe it is. If it's there, it might not be there. It's a bit of a wait. I might just read it. Oh, sorry. Everyone at the sound desk is like, we don't go to the scripture. It says this. Oh, 1 Peter 1, my bad. Classic, eh? Read your Bible, Matt. That's the scripture. Can we give a round of applause to the media guys right now? Absolute legends. Sorry, my bad. It says this in 1 Peter 1 verse 18. For you, everyone say, you. "You." Turn to your neighbor say, "You." you. Now touch yourself and say, me. For we, for you, for me, for we know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors or from your parents. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, the spotless Lamb of God. God chose Him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, He has been revealed for your sake. So you might be in this room tonight, you might not even believe in God or in Jesus, but I've got good news for you tonight, that it doesn't matter what you think about God, He already chose to die on a cross for you. He already chose to pay the price, whatever it took to get you out of that tree. And it wasn't gold or silver, He did whatever it took. He did not give up after it was too hard. He looked at your life, He looked at my life, and the Bible says that Jesus Christ, How many? put your hand up if you heard the word Jesus before. Big wave. It's not a trick question. Heard the word Jesus before. I'm going to explain for you real quickly what Jesus did. See, many of us know what, who Jesus is, and many of us I understand he died on a cross. But I want to break it down for you. Why did Jesus pay such a price? Why did he have to die? See, the Bible says all of us have sinned. We're all caught in a tree. But Jesus Christ came down from heaven, lived a perfect life here on earth for 30 years. Then for three years, he ministered. And at 33 years old, as a perfect, sinless, spotless person, he chose to take upon himself the consequence for your and for my wrongdoing. Have you ever wondered why he had to die? Have you ever wondered why he was so brutally murdered? Why he was so disfigured? The reason why is because that was the cost of yours and my sin. But God looked through the horoscope of time. He looked at your life. He looked at my life. And he said, you know what? There's something worth dying for in that young person. There's something in them so valuable, such worth to me, that I'll pay whatever it takes to get them back. And there's not enough gold in the world, but I'll pay with my own blood, with my own life. And so Jesus Christ came down to earth 2,000 years ago. He was whipped. He was beaten. He was bruised. He was had his hands pierced. His feet pierced. A crown put on his head. They him, and he became completely unrecognizable because of how disfigured he was. But the reason why Jesus became so unrecognizable was because we as humanity had lost who we were. We were unrecognizable to God because of our sin. Can we put up that, that, that photo of the footy again? See, the thing about sin is when you're caught in it, it changes the way you look. That when when God saw us, He couldn't see us as we truly were because we had sin all over us. And the only way he could look at us right again was to remove us from the place of sin. But the only way to remove us from the place of sin is someone had to take our place. And so Jesus Christ, the Son of God, became sin. He took upon our shame. He took upon our guilt. He took upon Himself everything we wished we never did. He became brutally disfigured. And the Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin so that you and me can be right with God by believing in Him. He became unrecognizable so that you could be recognizable to the Father again tonight. And you might be like, Okay, awesome. That's what Jesus did. How? How does that happen? How do you get out of the tree? It's really simple. Simply this. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. See, the way out of our sin, the way out of the thing that disfigures us and separates us from God, isn't religious behaviors. It isn't trying to be a good person. Am I speaking to somebody tonight? It isn't trying to please your parents. It isn't getting good grades at school. It's not about what you do. Getting out of the tree is completely dependent on believing what Jesus did for you. As the footy could not get itself out of the tree through its own efforts, we could not save ourselves. But Jesus became our sin, died for us. And the Bible says that whosoever believes in Him would not perish, or what does that mean, get destroyed or go to hell? They would not perish, but they would have eternal life. You know, I don't like talking about hell, and most people don't, because it's quite a heavy concept. But the reality is... Jesus saved us from something that we don't want to go to. And it's a free ticket out by believing in Him. And it'll be wrong of me just to tell you that He's going to bless your life without you realizing that there's an eternity at stake, that He died and paid a price for you to go and be with Him forever. And so tonight, if I could get the worship team just to join me, what we're going to do is we're just going to say a quick prayer together. And it's not, they're like bolting, that was hilarious. Anyway, you you guys take your time, it's all good. (laughs) but I want to say a prayer for anyone in this place that maybe you're a Christian, maybe maybe you're not, maybe you're like, this is the first time you heard this, but anyone that's saying, Matt, I want out of the tree. I want out of the despair that I'm in. Maybe you're going through a hard home situation. Maybe you go to school and you get bullied every day and it's like there's this emptiness on the inside of you. Maybe for you, it's You you try to fill yourself up with pornography. Maybe for you, you've got suicidal tendencies. Maybe for you, you're struggling in your head. And this whole idea of God is a nice idea, but it's not real for you right now. If I get every person just to close their eyes in this place. You know, I was in a room very similar to this when I was in year eight. And I actually grew up in a Christian family. And there was a pastor that got up on the stage and started preaching about, if you believe in Jesus and accept him, you'll be saved. And I was like, God, I, I, I believe in you. But it came to this part of the service and I just started to feel butterflies on the inside of my stomach. My heart began to drop, it began to beat so quickly. And as he talked about accepting Jesus Christ into your life, it's like I got so nervous because it felt like, man, he was talking to me. It's like when he was talking about these things, uh, it, it made sense to me. And it was like he was reading my life. And there I was sitting at the back debating whether I should do it, whether I shouldn't. But he just began to say, hey, if your heart's pounding right now, that's Jesus. And he's knocking on the door of your heart saying, let me in. See, young person, there is a difference between believing in God and believing that Jesus died for you. That even demons believe in God. But the difference between demons or uh, evil spirits and us is that we believe Jesus paid the price to get us out of that tree. And when you believe in your heart, the Bible says, and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. What does that mean? It just means he's your master, he's your friend, he's your shepherd. When you confess that he is the Lord of your life, you will be saved. Not maybe, not might, but you will. The way out of the tree of sin that we're caught in, it's so simple. It's simply accepting Jesus Christ to be your best friend into your life. And so right now, I want to know who I'm praying for in this place. And so I'm going to give an opportunity with every eye closed and head bowed for any person in this place say, Matt, that's me. I want to accept Jesus into my life. I want to invite him into my world right now. What I want to do is I'm going to count to three. I want to get to one. If that's you and you, you, you know it's you, God's knocking on the door of your heart, I want to encourage you to lift your hand just to signal, yeah, that's me. I want to be included in that prayer. It's nothing scary. It's nothing weird. It's just an introduction into who Jesus is. So I'm just going to say a quick prayer first. So if you close your eyes with me, Father, I pray that you'd show people they're so valuable. God, I ask for every single person in this room that you'd reveal yourself to them, make yourself real to them, Father. Would you show them who you are, that you're a loving God? You don't send people to hell. Hell was never designed for any person, but you love us. In fact, it was your love that sent Jesus to die on the cross. I pray right now that young people would feel the love of God come all over them. I pray, Lord God, there'd be like, like tingles all over their body, Father God. Let the presence of God come and land on individuals in this place. Even people that don't know you, that haven't accepted you before, God, would you come? Would you reveal your mercy? Would you reveal your love and your kindness to individuals in this? place right now God I pray that it would no longer be my words or me speaking but Jesus I ask that you would come we invite you come take over Lord God come speak come minister to people and reveal who you are to them reveal who you are to people all across this place we love you Jesus we love you Jesus we love you God we welcome you Jesus See, Jesus didn't just die on the cross, but he rose again by the power of his Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, he's the very spirit who's in this room tonight. It's the presence of God. What you're feeling over your body, the sensation, that that warmth, the vibe, it's not just a nice atmosphere. It's the very presence of God. And it's God saying, hey, son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. I paid a high price for you. Would you accept me? Would you let me in? Come on, Jesus is here and he's knocking on the door of people's hearts. He's saying, would you let me in? Would you show me, oh, the life that I have for you, the things that I will reveal to you so much better than your wildest dreams. I paid such a high price for you. And tonight I want you to accept me into your life. Right now with every eye closed and head bowed, I'm just going to count to three. And if that's you, what I want you to do when I get to one is slip your hand up for me nice and bold. I'll see it. You can put it straight back down. No one looking around. This isn't between you and your friend. It's between you and God. That warmth, it's him because he loves you. He's here. So right now, Father God, I ask that you prompt people that people respond not to my voice, but to the Holy Spirit who's revealing who you are to them, Lord. In Jesus' name. Three. It's the best decision you'll ever make. Two. Don't hesitate or second guess. You make your decision and stick to it. One. Right now, slip up your hand. Awesome. 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 Come on. Come on. Let's give a round of applause for these guys. That's the best decision you have ever made. Seriously. Come on, Nations Youth. Let's give a round of applause for these people right now. Hands literally everywhere all across this place. All across this place. So good. Wow. Hey, could we all stand to our feet right now? Amazing. We're going to say that prayer together, but I just want to know, I'd love to actually come over and meet every single one of you, but literally there was like hands all across this place. It would take so long for me to get around. But what I'm going to ask you to do is something really bold. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask you, if that was you and you put up your hand, I want you to come down the front to pray a prayer together with us as a family. But the reason I'm asking you to do that isn't to shame you. Because in... in in Nations Youth when we respond to Jesus we don't shame we celebrate, amen? Because it's the best decision you'll ever make and you'll realise what it's like to take a stand for God and have people support you. You'll realise what it'll look like to say yes to Jesus and have a room full of people applauding saying yes, you're amazing because the truth is when we do it in here and when we do it out there you might not feel it, you might not experience it but there is a crowd of people in heaven applauding and cheering you all the same every time you choose to stand for Jesus so right now every person just ask your neighbor hey did you put up your hand did you make that decision real honestly just ask them and if they said yes what I want you to do I'm going to count to three but I want you to come down with them we're going to fill this place with people that have said yes so three two one come on down if you said yes to Christ let's make some noise come on nations youth let's go Come on, come on. Fill it up. Awesome. Turn to your neighbor and just ask him, are you sure? <laughs> it's not too late. Seriously, you've got like a three-second window to get down here. If that's you and you want to accept Christ, you come down right now. We have got time and space for you. Come on down right now. Is that some people? Let's give a round of applause for this guy right here. Come on, bro. Proud of you, buddy. Let's go. Another come on round of applause for these girls here. This is awesome. Good on you. I'm so proud of you. Anyone else, if that's you, just come right now. So what we're going to do, something really fun and safe, we're just going to say a prayer. And all prayer is, everyone say prayer. Just want to demystify it for a second because some of us think prayer. It's like, oh God, thou art so great and holy. Prayer is simply talking to God. And God isn't far away. He's real and He's here right now. And so when you pray, you don't have to put on a voice or a tone. You can talk to God like you would talk to a friend. Because Jesus is your friend. And so we're going to say a very normal, very simple prayer. And what I want you to do if you're down the front is just put your hand on your heart. And we're just going to say this prayer together. I'm going to say a line. I'm going to ask you to repeat a line. And all I need you to do is believe these words with me. And as you do, you're going to feel a warmth rush through you. You, Some of you might feel like crying, and that's okay. Some of you might feel tingles. There's going to be different experiences. But it's because Jesus is now coming and making his home inside of your heart. And as a Nations Youth family, we're all going to say this prayer together, yeah? Because we want to love and support you guys. So everyone, close your eyes right now and repeat these words. Dear Jesus, I accept you. Come into my mind. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I will live for you forever. I acknowledge there are things I'm not proud of. But I thank you that you saved me. That you took me out of the tree. Out of my sin. And into your house. I thank you God. That from this day forward. My life is forever changed. I love you amen let's give God a massive round of applause come on seriously let's give a massive shout of applause right now Woo! so good come on hey I'm really I just want to grab you guys attention one more time we've got one last thing but if you made that decision we're so proud of every single one of you we'd love some of our leaders just to meet you and have a chat so right now everyone this is Emil. say hey Emil. Emil has a gift for you, so if we can all lead us as well, follow Emil outside right now. We're going to get some of our leaders just to meet you, say hello, get that gift into your hand. And Nations Youth, let's give a massive round of applause. Come on, let's praise like there's no tomorrow. Let's give a massive applause right now for these people. Come on, let's keep it going. So good so good They're still going one more round of applause for those guys let's go hey before we close I just want to say something real quick if I can have your attention in this place one last time I just want to say this as your pastor tonight I'm so proud of each one of you because nights like this don't happen without people like you taking a risk of faith and inviting someone And I want to encourage and commend every single person that stepped out in faith, that posted on Instagram, that reached out to someone, that prayed for someone, whether they came tonight or not. It's not up to us to determine people's response. It's up to us to determine our seed that we're going to sow. So I want to honor you. I'm proud of you. Thank you for making Nations Youth a home. And I'm excited for the revival that God's bringing. Amen? Amen. Hey, who here wants to go out with a praise for God because of what just happened? Is that okay? Come on down, we're gonna praise God one last time together.